Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week's guest is Candace May Davies. Candace is a talent agent at Leo Management with more than 10 years of experience working in the film industry. When I first met Candace, I was drawn to her passion for managing artists and her work hard, play hard attitude. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast this week. In this episode, we chat to Candace about her transition from acting to management, branding as an actor, submission no-goes, and some fun questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. Welcome Thanks. to the podcast. Yeah. Hello. Um, can I just say, you look stunning. Like, I totally dressed up for this. <laughs> so did I. I've got lipstick. I've oh, yeah. Lipstick. Oh, yeah. I, like, curled my hair a little. I put some mascara on. I feel like a human being. It's rare to, like, get ready for something. I was just like, hey, man, <laughs> pick, pick and choose. So, basically, let's start with, because for me, what was really fascinating... Um, and interesting when I met you was that you were an actor in this town mm-hmm. for yeah. a long time. And I did yeah. start TV. Yeah. And so you have a really, I know what you've done. And you have okay. a really resume. So I guess for everyone listening, just start with what was your journey as an actress and then what cool. prompted you to be an agent, which you are now. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. I, yeah, I was an actor for a long time in Vancouver. Um, I, it's hard to like pinpoint exactly when that was. I signed with a commercial agent in Vancouver, 2006, seven. Um, did that for a little while, trained a bunch, and then signed with an agent who was my agent for, I wanna say seven, eight years. So, um, and then I stopped acting two and a half years ago, maybe three, not really keeping a huge timeline on that. So. Somewhere between, uh, it feels like 10 plus-ish years, something like that. Um, Yeah, so I guess you're asking me about my transition from being an actor to an agent. So what was particularly prompted you for that, that you were like, no way? Yeah, yeah. So um, I loved being an actor when it was working for me. And 10 years is a long time. I mean, like most actors who are either watching this or like yourself, you really understand this is a, it's a huge dedication and mm-hmm. it's, it really does require a lot of stamina to do the work. Um, so yeah, I definitely had the drive, definitely did it a hundred percent. And then noticed towards the end it was sort of changing, but I was also changing, you know, 10 years had passed by. I wasn't in my twenties anymore. Um, I, I wanted different things and it's, I wanted a different lifestyle, really. There's a, it's a huge lifestyle being an artist period. Uh, so that I got married and, um, it's not to say that you can't be married and like have a family and whatever and not be an actor. There's a lot of fantastic people who are actors who do it. Um, it just, I just wanted it to be different. And so I didn't even know what that would be, to be honest. I didn't know if that was to be an agent or not, but I knew I wanted to work with actors because it was a world I knew very well. Um, I love actors. So I try to become a third AD at first. Um, I was going to go into IATSE and do all of that. Started preparing for that. Um, I didn't like that a lot of my cr- uh, credits would have wasn't going to get recognized from UBCP. I'd have to do like 60, I think it's 60 hours on set, which um, I had already, but it wasn't, I couldn't get it recognized. So it's, it just felt like, oh, okay. 
what I need my next career path to be needs, I need to have uh, all my experiences support it. So mm -hmm. that was like, okay, check. So that was important to me. Then I tried to work with casting for a little bit. Um, and yeah, I was, I was an assistant. I learned really quickly. It wasn't right for me. Um, simply nothing against casting. I, I think the, the actual moments of it, but if you're not the actual casting director, it's a very different experience. Um, and it, yeah, it just, it's just, it's okay that it didn't work for me. Like, it's okay that it didn't fit. Um, I also wanted a more one-on-one -on -one relationship with actors. Um, and I kind of knew that going into casting, it wasn't actually going to always be my true experience. Um, but I just, you know, an opportunity came, I tried it, didn't work. Um, and then, yeah, it was like artist management is definitely what I want to do. So, um, yeah, I did kind of like was an assistant and an agent, the different agency for a little while. And then uh, Leo management came around and it just worked really well. It was just like a really good partnership. Um, I have good mentors in my life. I have good uh, community in my life. And so becoming an agent, it felt like, oh, all those things I was kind of searching for connected yeah. here and doing this work. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I did it. And that, you'll find that there's quite a few agents in Vancouver, probably elsewhere, who, um, yeah, are maybe artists or actors before. And actually, there's some casting directors in town, too, that were, you know, doing this once upon a time. And either the opportunity came to them or they went and looked for the opportunity. Yeah. So I was just one of those people that went and looked for how do I um, have my 10 plus years of experience support what I'm doing next. And I, that's so that's so fascinating. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I think just for me, it's interesting that you just went from yeah, having being an actor and then going, hey, like, that doesn't work for me. And then finding something else that does that you're happy, mm -hmm. with, um, which I think is important for any actor just to know that they can have that conversation with themselves. Yeah, it is okay if you're not happy in it. There's so well, you many know, fair enough. And like, yeah. it's, it's a hard gig, like what yeah. you guys do. I mean, it's there's so much sacrifice, you have to have such a healthy relationship with what failure is failure um you have to and you it's a marathon like you really have to commit to it so um I think it really helped me kind of because sometimes you get like uh it's 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 hard so when you're having your lows as an actor and you're like god should I be doing this like wh what am I doing which I, I think it's a very natural thing to think For taking sure. the break and trying something else and seeing if I missed it was really like the thing that triggered me and I didn't yeah. miss it and I don't like well, that was like my next question. I was like, yeah. And did you ever go, oh, God, I actually kind of miss it. You were just like, no. Nope. And the more I read breakdowns, the more I read scripts, <laughs> the more I'm like, this is a great part. I saw it like, oh, I wonder if I, I have nothing like that. There's nothing. There's not a bit of it. Um, I actually noticed even earlier on, uh, well, I should say later on in my acting career was like, noticing characters being like oh so-and-so would be great for that which is also why I thought casting would work but now I realize oh if I there's something different it's a di it's a different experience uh managing an artist's career and really helping them find that right place we talk about your branding we talk about like how to get you in a room we talk whatever it is and then it really becomes successful I don't know that really rewards me I guess this ties into now now we can talk about you being an agent mm -hmm. um, and I guess first thing I know I love because we always talk about branding and I know yeah. that's a word that is thrown around everywhere yeah. um, but people don't have a strong grasp on what that actually means right but what does as an agent's point of view what does branding mean for you for actors yeah it's 
it's it's not like a clear cut answer either. But <laughs> I guess a, it's a bunch of elements. So it's, um, I guess I approach branding as well as you know what am I reading in scripts? What am I seeing being requested by casting regularly? Keeping kind of a tap on that and that, uh, like following that pulse. And then look, seeing where the holes are in my roster. What do I need to have to be able to do my job successfully and to be able to get you in the room? So <laughs> I guess brand is a part of that is like what's being asked for. And then what is true about you as an actor? Because that will always show. Um, so not trying to push against your brand. Let's say you are, you know, maybe quite a passive, sweeter I don't know, that's true about you person. And I'm like, you need to be a warrior. You need to be like, not to work against you, but it should work with you. But then to also, you know, brand is really important that you understand what's being asked for as well. So if you've just decided as an actor, my expectations and this is who I want to be in the industry and that's it. And that's the only thing that makes me happy could lead to disappointment. So it's really important to have those conversations with your management team. Um, who are you and how are you going to be seen and how are you, how, how am I submitting you? How do I view you? And, and that changes, right? Brand changes, like you change as a person, you know, you have your, your life experiences and maybe you train, train and do something, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's, it's so different for everyone. I guess it's just an understanding of what your true self is. Does that, does that, uh, translate over camera and does that make sense and do, and is there a place for you you know because yeah. your brand might not work for Vancouver like your brand might be better in in Chicago or New York you know <laughs> like there's a there's a different there's definitely tone and theme you know if you really want to be doing like let's say you're like, I am a sitcom actor. I'm, I'm, you know, strictly this, why are you in Vancouver? Go to LA. <laughs> like, uh, that's where that is. Um, and that's tough to do. But that would, uh, you know, like understanding your brand to what's available for you for work, I would say is important as well. I mean, I definitely think about that a lot. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, I guess, like actors that are on your um, roster, and that they, you know, they know their brand in terms of submitting it doesn't make your it, does, it makes your job easier right because you're like yeah hey, rather than, yeah <laughs> just straight up because I mean, I guess if you had someone who wasn't sure who they were they might be a great actor but they're not sure what their niche is it makes yeah. it hard right yeah I mean yeah because then I have to fill in the holes it's you know if it, you guys get a bigger cut than I do at the end of the day so if you don't know and like I'm here to facilitate and guide and, and help figure out who you are and tell you, oh, that's a great idea. Let's focus on something else about your brand. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's just, it's hard. It's hard to say, like, sometimes I, it's so easy that like, we don't have big conversations about brand. Like some actors, it, it just works really well. And I actually haven't really had to do that. And then some we really need to because we can see by what the submission reports are like and, or what your headshot says and, well, sometimes working together for a little while, we can see, okay, this isn't working. Let's adjust. It's just different. It's different for each person. But you just need someone who's really on top of it and will listen to you. Um, so I guess moving um, on to, I don't know, because it's a weird time right now with COVID. Yeah. Um, and I guess 
you know, the whole industry's put on pause. I don't know if you're, are you still getting, actors still submitting? Is that a thing that's happening? Actors, is still, like, am I still submitting my clients? No, like, me? submitting to Submitting you. to the agency. I yeah. mean, I think early in March, when people are like, oh, times are slow, let's, let, this was a great time for you. And I, and I don't, you know, it's, it's hard for actors to know how to properly submit. Um, some agencies and agents can feel like that's really offensive. You know, the, the world's suffering mm -hmm. right now and here you are only thinking about yourself. And then on the flip side, it's like, well, it's hard to be an actor. And well, there's some agencies and agents who I like follow on Instagram and like try and like some agents who I like kind of stay in touch with. Some people like it. Some people don't. Me as Candace, I don't like it right now. No. Simply, well, no, because there's hardly any work for me to submit you on. So if there's nothing... Like, why would I bring you on knowing that, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the industry is going to look like coming up. Why I don't want to bring you on and then months go by of disappointment, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if I can actually be doing my job by bringing on new people. If you want to sure. submit, I mean, yeah, just I would say because people have such a, you know, different reaction, just like hold on it. Mm. Yeah. No, it's a weird time right now. But yeah. I guess when things do open up again, um, I do want to touch base on submissions mm -hmm. um, for anyone out there. I know, okay, so I know every agent is different for yes. sure. And they're stating like what works for you. So what is, when people submit, what stands out for you or what are you, like what are you looking for? Yeah, um, well, the way I like submissions is um, I like a reel or a tape or something about your work. I don't want you to see you having a really bad day. I want you to, I want to see what is true about your resume and um, you are choosing work that is, is appropriate for that. So if you are like a very new actor looking for an agent, please don't give me your best Hamlet monologue. Like I, that doesn't make sense. There's not a lot of Shakespeare. <laughs> There's not a lot of, like you're not gonna be doing yeah. part of that juicy wording you're not going to be like a lead of anything right away because that's just where you're at and that's not bad it just makes sense to me to see I don't know how do you do your best cop or your best barista or your whatever your brand and choosing it specifically and giving me more than one tape all of it mm -hmm. should be underneath one minute so if you're going to give me two different tapes under one minute just because I want to know what that first impact is like I watch the tapes because that's what casting will see of you eventually is like they see your headshots and stuff, but they also will see your tape and they get an impression of you right away. So I'm trying to approach it in that sense. Um, I then pay attention to headshots, um, whether you have them or not, depending again, if you're new, I'll be, you know, delicate to each person. But if you have like, if you're sending me 20 headshots, I'm, I'm getting an impression of what kind of client you're going to be. Um, if, and if your headshots are old or new, I'm going to, that's also going to tell me what's going on with you. Um, yeah. And then I look at resume for credit size, depending on who you are. And then I don't really want a cover letter. or rather you have a really well-worded, not very long email. I want it to be about your work and who you are as opposed to you wooing me over. Uh, I think like funny, clever jokes, unless you actually really are funny, is great. Otherwise, I feel like you're just trying to win me over. Um, just being yourself like it sounds so lame to like just be yourself but really just be yourself because that you're not going to trick anyone 
Um, and the best way to prove that is just showing me your work. No, I would no. say don't just go submitting to a bunch of agents either. Like <laughs> this is your career. If, and this is, this is, it's like you, I've said this a few times in different classes and sometimes with clients oh. when I meet with them, it's like you want to have a coffee shop. You want to sell coffee. So you're looking for, you know, um, you've got your business plan, you've done your research, the location, what is that like, you're prepared as possible. And then you go looking for someone. Well, if you're to like, I don't know, give you the finances. So you can go and apply to like a bunch of banks, or you could research your banks, figure out where you're going to get like your loan from, and like go one by one, and maybe have a list and like know who you're going to be connecting with as a business, or maybe you need a, somebody else to invest into your business, or or it's just like, maybe you need a partner, like a business partner. You're not just going to be like to every person who's looking to partner up with for a coffee shop. I don't know. You're not, you know, you're not going to be like you, you and you and you, whoever responds, I'll sign with you. Like, it's just not, it's not very thoughtful in your business. I wouldn't recommend anybody approaching uh, their work this way. So I think it should actually be really careful. Now, that being said, it might just mean you, you want to go for the big guys and then you get. Mm -hmm. a bunch of rejections that could be hard so just also that as well like I have a very green resume I really want to work with so and so and so and so and I might just get like rejected it doesn't mean that you can't go back um if you don't get a response it probably means that they don't care and they're not interested and that's okay they don't have to be you will you could find someone who is um I would say just don't how like if you if you follow up and then they don't respond again it means that they're not interested just don't do any more following ups on your submissions um yeah it just it's really off-putting for anyone yeah and like also yeah. that when you don't get that you know let's just say you are going for the big leagues and you know here like you want that big agent yeah what are, and they say no to not take it personally because it, I think a little, as actors and I know I learned that the hard way and I wish I'd known it early that it, it is a business thing where it isn't like you said because you need to do the research like they already have someone yeah. that probably me yeah so, yeah that's you might so be so talented yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. like that's why I also say don't just go submitting across the board because that just tells and we can tell when especially when a submission's like to whom it may concern it's like you haven't even looked me up like I this doesn't feel like this is going to become something that's going to work for the long haul. It seems like you've got, you've got a one track mind, which is about yourself. Fair enough. Uh, we have to work together though. So I don't know how that's going to pan out. Um, yeah, I, I, it, yeah, I think that answers that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I also like, cause I know when I met you and we had a meeting when I first met you and something that really struck me with you as an agent that I loved is that, you were very open at the beginning where when we had a meeting, it was like, hey, like, this is what I have to offer. I'd like to sign you. But also, it's your choice. Please have a think about it. Like, yeah, if relationship is going to work for you, which yes. I appreciate. And I think is just so refreshing. Because mm -hmm. I think it's active. Like, okay, this agent's going to sign me like this is it. But that, you know, it is a two way street. And it yeah. is a long term relationship that you're having. Yeah. So that's so and I think that's amazing that you do hey. that. And you said yeah, I, I do. Yeah, you're you're partnering up with somebody. It shouldn't just be something you do super quickly. Now, like that depends. You're one of my film and TV and commercial clients. So if you're a commercial client, if you're looking for just commercials, it could be a quicker turnaround. Just wanted to point that out for some people. Um, little, it's is it's a different kind of way of submitting and a kind of different kind of way of working. 
But uh, yeah, you should totally be thinking about it and reassessing and getting back together and checking in. Is this what we want to be doing? Is, is things going to plan? Yeah. 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 Um, so for you as an agent, what would be like, what are no goes for actors that you're just that you're like, no, please don't do that. You know, that right. may, may, yeah, that may be sure they're a little green and just. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind if you're green and you ask yeah. me some of the greener questions for sure. And, and for just kind of going off on of what you're saying there, I agree with you. Like, yeah, if you're brand new and you're like, what is uh, what does this mean? What does that mean? What does the slate mean? What does a callback mean? What does being pinned mean? That totally makes sense. If mm -hmm. we've been working together for six months and let's say you're still very new and you haven't been to maybe an audition, which is not very common, um, or you haven't really been working a whole lot, then mm -hmm. I, and you still ask me questions, I'm like, well, what have you been doing for six months? So if I become your human Google, it's a problem. <laughs> like, I don't care for that. Like, if it, it gets to a point where we've been working long enough together, I need to know that um, you have a community and you have resources and you're curious and you're a problem solver that if you're like, how do I shoot a self tape? Um, you're, you've already gone to Google, your acting teacher, your friends, a studio I don't know and I looked at that because I don't get paid per hour I get paid for when you book a job um and the deal is that you get more than I do and that I, like that is exactly what I want as well but it doesn't mean that I should be doing more than you because I'm not coming to you with a bunch of these questions too I'm figuring out my my resolutions on my own so I, I like independence put it that way I need you to be independent and I need you to be a problem solver and like taking control of your own business um, I don't like actor when actors um, are just telling me what I want to hear and I can see it. Um, I rather have transparency. So um, telling me, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. But then the work is proving different just means that I'm like, I don't know how to keep working for you. And it feels like I can't meet maybe an expectation or you, there is a fear there. Um, you just got to be kind of brave. Um, you got to be, it's like you need the smallest amount of good ego, but like a lot of humble pie as well. You got to be like really confident, yeah. um, but you you've also got to do it with with reason. You know, got to be rational. Um, it's complicated, man. Being an actor is really hard. So it can be it could be like a bad attitude. You know, mm -hmm. I could be like, I don't like your attitude. If you can do this to me, then I'm afraid you're going to do it on set. I'm afraid you're going to do this in front of casting. Um, so yeah, like I, I took, when I was an actor, I took a, um, a, a, an acting class with an actress who maybe she's still doing acting classes, Tammy Gillis. She's lovely. And she said, it was really great advice. She says, as an actor, you should always be like the perfect first date and whatever that means to you, right? Like what makes you swipe the way you swipe on a phone to get a date? I haven't dated in a very long time, <laughs> but yeah, you swipe, what is it left? If you like someone. Yeah, yes. Right, yeah. So, so, right, whatever. You swipe the way to get, you know, whichever works. way to be whichever liked. Way. And then what does that mean for you as a perfect date? Does the person show up on time for you as a perfect first date? Do they listen to you? Are they confident but not too confident? You know, do they pay the bill? Do they not? Like, whatever that means to you, you need to be that person. <laughs> Ashley yeah. Ross is laughing at me. You need to be that person. Swipe what? right. Thank you. <laughs> You need, to be that <laughs> you need to be like, like that all the time. That's a lot of expectation, right? It's, yeah. it, it's hard to be a perfect first date all the time, whatever that means. So 
Yeah, but it was great advice, right? Like that to me, I was just like, yeah, it's it's really it's a lot on you guys. I have a lot of empathy, but um, it's also not wrong. Yeah, uh, no. Actually, okay, let's just answer some fun questions because I Sweet. feel like let's have some fun. Cool. So here's some random questions. Oh, Who God. would be your first celebrity best friend? Who would be my celebrity best friend? It's a serious uh, question. That's such a hard question. I don't know. It's got to be someone. <laughs> I'm going to go with Larry David simply because I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm right now. So he's just on my mind. I would like to think Larry David would like to be my friend. I would like to complain about things that open like spite stores like he does um, and just like go through those shenanigans that he does. Sure. I'll go with him. Let's, yeah. let's go with him. Yeah. I always think it's a fascinating question to ask because it's like some people's answers surprise me where I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Um, okay, what, like, guess what have you been, what's your favorite binge watch or something you've been binging? Oh, uh, there's so much binging right now. I'm right, I'm right now watching um, Unorthodox, which is great. Ooh. I'm in, I'm into the fourth episode. But then I'm also watching things that I haven't really been able to watch because when I am trying to watch shows in between working, I'm trying to watch what's happening in Vancouver, what clients are auditioning for, watching shows that clients are maybe going out for a little bit more. Make it about yeah. my job. So now I'm watching things like the old school Twilight Zone, which is great. I forgot how good it is. Yeah, and The Sopranos. I'm watching The Sopranos again. It's so great. Like, I forgot how lovely The Sopranos is. Um, and then I'm watching so much reality TV because I like now I can watch reality TV. I'm watching like The Housewives and Vanderpump Rules. Like, just garbage. But also, you know, like... That's okay to, I'm not, they're actually not garbage. That's a horrible thing to say because those shows are really successful and clearly I support them. Well, but yeah. yeah, it's not to say that. It's just the idea of what reality TV is. I'm watching them all, like tonight's Vanderpump Rules, tomorrow's, I think, Housewives New York, and then the next one's Beverly Hills. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm loving watching TV right now. And with this free time, it's like I get to kind of watch it a little bit more liberally. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Are you binging anything? Um, oh, I, I binged season two of Dead to Me. Oh, actually, I watched that as well. Isn't that so, have you finished it? I have. I watched it in one night and I'm not What did you think of the, without spoiler alerts, what did you think of the very last episode? I, I'm, I have no words. That's what I feel about it. Yeah, it's hard to, like, I, it, it was a lot and it just sort of shifted things suddenly. I was yeah, like, oh, and it, then. Like an emotion of like, because let's, I think season two, and I said this to my roommate, uh, I was like, I preferred season two because it took you on so many emotions and plot twists. Like mm -hmm. every episode, you kind of like, as an audience, I was like, they're fine. They got yeah. this. It was like, nope, but they don't. And like, I was getting anxious for them. And then in the end, it was like, they got this. It's all good. And then, you know. Yeah. That's, that's a nice way of saying things. And there's yeah. been a lot of great um, new characters coming on as well, which I really liked as well. I'm just such a fan of Christine Applegate. Like, she's just so freaking layered normal. and dynamic and so fascinating to watch. Just such yeah. a fan of hers. I yeah. love, uh, let's see, Linda Cardinelli. Mm -hmm. that is she, yeah. I'm Scooby-Doo. Oh, <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Yeah, she was, she, wasn't she Thelma? Yeah. Right? Yeah, she was Thelma. That's right. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I watch her, I like can't not think of her with the glasses and like the orange. <laughs> but they're She's, both. They're so great together. So oh, great together. That whole yeah. show. It's nice also to see like a female friendship that's you know it's got it's layered, but they really like they really love each other through all the if like circumstances it's really it's so cool to watch no yeah dead to me yeah it's, it's been so cool um i hope there's a season three for sure well i mean can't spoil anything but if there's no season three yeah if we don't get some answers after that last episode you know that's like i actually quote finished it because it was what a year since the first season came out right, right? and yeah. then obviously and then I quote, when that finished, I like literally threw my pillow and I got up and I was like, great, I have to wait a year now to figure out, like, to know what happens. It's good. Maybe you know, let's talk about it. Yeah, I think we, having been a little bit older than you, like, I remember watching, like, watching TV, you had to wait for things. You had to wait, like, a week for the next episode. And if you weren't there at 7 p.m. in front of the TV <laughs> watching the episodes, this is before, like, PVR, you would miss it. Like you won't have you or you'd have to wait till there's a rerun, which wouldn't happen until they've aired that full, you know, season. And that's hard. Like nowadays we can like pause, go to the bathroom, come back, what keep it, like the way we get to watch TV. Like it's good that we actually need to we need to wait a little bit. We need that like that's a part of watching TV to me at least is like that anticipation of like coming back and because I mean yeah. even when the first the season two came out I had a moment where I forgot what happened in season one I was like whoa and then mm -hmm. you know it does also force you to go back and like watch the last episode and go okay I'm ready right. for this let's go yeah which I guess there's okay here's a would you rather question which okay. I think ties in perfectly would you rather have every movie spoiled for you before you watch it or not be able to watch a new movie until it's been out for a year Right. Well, that's funny because I find if I'm not totally into the story and I'm watching a TV show, movie or whatever it could be, I find myself already trying to spoil it and guess the end. So I'm already like, uh, he's going to do this. She's going to do that. I bet you this is what's going to happen. And now it's all about this like bet of like what the ending. And then if I'm right, I'm like, I'm right. So like I remember doing that very well with Shutter Island. <laughs> I remember doing that with, there's a new Elizabeth Moss movie, which I really, really like, where it's, um, it's about being in this, this, this like, oh, invisible suit, you know? No, yes. Is it Invisible is it, Man? Yeah, is, is I think it, like, guys or something? I don't know. <laughs> I, forget, I forget the name of that movie, but I called the ending right away. And, like, they set it up, like, without oh. spoiling it. There was a big setup. I'm like, oh, that was a plant. That's how the movie's going to end. And then it did. And then it's like, it was a great ending. And it was, it's really well done. But because I guessed the end, I spoiled it myself. Um, I'm a picky watcher. Like, I, I need to be totally absorbed and um, not well, trying to guess plot lines. Dead to me season two. Did you call anything? I, um, sure, little parts, but that ending, no. Yeah, little parts here and there. But I, I just, yeah, again, like, I, I want to get totally, like, taken in. And it seems to go with, let's, to make it about acting and, and clients and self-tapes, even, especially. I feel the same way about that. It's like, if I can already tell how, what your choices are going to be, because there's a sort of safe way of performing and acting, you know, I, I, can, I can see what your choices would be. Or I can at least tell by the way you're breathing throughout the scene, like, where your intention <laughs> is and what kind of attention you're trying to place and whether it's true in you or not. 
And I can, yeah. I, if I can see that, then I'm already pulled up because I'm like, okay, I, I can see where she's decided, he's decided his uh, twist is. And then when I see it, then I'm like, well, if I can do that, I mean, casting pays so much attention to that. Why, you know, they could be doing that too. Yeah. To kind of relate back to agent stuff. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I guess we can quickly touch on that. So I guess the perfect, you know, because I know there's probably a lot of actors out there listening who are getting material ready for agents to submit. Yeah. Both happens, blows over. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, a quick, maybe like three, what, what's like a good submission package in a self tape, um, for you. That's like, so submissions to get an agent, what's yeah. good in this. Okay. Yeah. So I think I touched on the one is like, don't give me a huge, big, sad scene. Cause that doesn't really happen a lot. Like it's lovely that you can, you can do your job and you can cry and you can Pretty feel a lot. Cry. That's wonderful. I just, it doesn't happen a lot. So doing your research and like knowing what would you probably be like, you know, what's likely for you to work on and you find a scene matching that is good. Keeping it under a minute and doing maybe two different types of scenes. So they don't have to contrast, but they just got to be different or even like two different takes of the same scene. Um, yeah. And if you're going to give, if it's going to be a demo reel instead of doing a tape into a submission, make it about you. Don't like highlight the other actor too much again, like under a minute or two, at least for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, it's lovely that you know, like movie, iMovie, and you can like edit it and put fancy music on and stuff. I don't need that. Um, I just want to see if you can do your job and I believe you. Let's do another random question. So sure. what's, what's a trait that you dislike in other people? Like in general? Yeah, <laughs> um, like in general. <laughs> Just like what I just don't like about people. Um, yeah. Like something that I guess just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so much, Sarah. No, uh, but like. <laughs> Top five. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I guess entitlement. You know, <laughs> I want this. I deserve this without maybe doing a lot of work for it. No, like lack of accountability is kind of a pet peeve um yeah it's kind yeah like not working hard to like think about being you know an actor and an agent work you know I just I really want you to work hard on your stuff um I'm working yeah. hard I want you to work hard too yeah no for yeah. sure do you want to, I guess, it looks like you want to add another one in there, so. I Independence. Mean. It's cool if, like, you could be independent in your job as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, well, then what's a trait you do like in other people? Uh, I really like, um, like, uh, confidence. And <laughs> and I've, I know I'm repeating myself, but no. be humble in your work. Um, to be curious that you're like constantly being curious about your craft as an actor, um, how you can better your, your work or, you know, instead of coming with a complaint to an agent, like you come with a, this is happening. How can we solve this together? Things like that. Like there's just more independence and accountability. It's, it's kind of like the opposite of everything I just said before. <laughs> really, Sarah, like that's kind of it. <laughs> What do you not like about people, Sarah? <laughs> what do I, um, actually, it would be the same same thing. I, I don't, I don't know what the word, yeah, people who just don't work hard for it, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. entitlement. 
I, I don't, I'm not a fan. It's like, and that's for in anyone in life, not just, you know, even acting. Um, yeah. But, you know, just, just know what you, just work for it. Don't mm-hmm. complain. Like, yeah. it's the most annoying thing when, you know, people, it, it, and anyone is like, oh man, like I just, I'm not doing well in life. And it's like, well, what are you doing to fix mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Like, thing. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta work hard. Okay. Describe yourself in three words. Um, my God. Um, it's like the slight fear in your face. When I ask the it's a, this is, I didn't realize how, yeah, how, yeah, I just, I guess I didn't know I was signing up for here, but it's cool. I like huh? it. I, I think I'm um, passionate. I think I'm hardworking. And I think, like, I work hard, play hard. I'll kind of put that into that. Um, yeah. I think I'm loyal. Yeah. I agree. Somebody's Having watching worked- this. They're like, no, she ain't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't think she was going to go that way. Damn. <laughs> Ooh, oh. Candace. Ooh, really? Do you? Okay. I, mean, I don't know, Sarah. Yeah. Ooh, it's a hard, hard question to answer. <laughs> I'm really hitting hard here. I just, it's like funny because this will be out there in the world for like years to come. Yeah, so thanks. Like, thanks for that reminder. That's cool. That's you're cool. welcome. Five years down the track, we'll listen back to this and be like, ooh, yeah, that's, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? I, I, oh, I've been skydiving a few times, but the first time I went was just like, let's go skydiving. That was pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. I would think of spontaneous. Um, yeah, it was great. Did out in Abbotsford. It was beautiful. One, I don't know if they're still there anymore. It used to be like a hundred bucks, and just went with some friends and just did that. You, that was cool. Because I'm scared of heights, so I could never do that. I am. I'm not. It's not heights aren't my favorite thing, but I like adrenaline. Um, so there was an <laughs> adrenaline rush with that. Um, but I wouldn't go like bungee jumping. Um, because of that boing aspect, I want to fly. I don't want to bounce. So like. <laughs> that's to like you know connect that like I like adrenaline I don't like heights I don't like flying in a plane isn't the most comfortable thing for me but I've done it many times so it's fine like heights I I just yeah no I I actually I respect anyone who does that who's gone skydiving or bungee jumping because I I don't know it's just the thought of like when the doors open and then there's just yeah it's terrifying (laughs) it's great no, but you have somebody behind you that does the yeah. whole the whole thing. So you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but you just got to go would, with it. I would never. It's her give a shot. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, I think just I do it. My life just actually just Shia LaBeouf being like, just do it. Okay, I forgot about Shia LaBeouf. Oh, is he still doing things? I think so. He had a lovely movie with Olivia Wilde. And it, ha- it has a longer name that I really want to watch. I'm actually glad we're talking about this. I should watch that. Um, no, he's a beautiful artist. But yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's got his own thing going on for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, he had a really great career. I mean, you know, it's like I often think about this way too often about because I've been watching a lot of actually in terms of what we're watching. Um, I love this is just now conversation, <laughs> but I've been watching a lot of like early 2000s, like comedies, so, you know, like, oh. what's called? Yeah, like, American yeah. I can't name them now, but old, 
scary movie like that era and it's so fascinating there's so like there's this pool of actors that are just they're all in the same films and you're like what the same and yeah like, they went the same cast yeah like it's just a small pool of, of like actors and you're like cool and then I just wonder what they're doing now because they've had great careers in there um I forget her name the one the the lead girl who's Amy something I forget her name but um she was on uh, a show called Bombs um which I think unfortunately just got canceled yeah oh. I'm sure they're working on things doing yeah, things yeah so binge watching right now I'm gonna miss it when when all of this is said and done mm -hmm. I've been I love watching stuff man I love it so much People like ask me, what do you do? I'm like, I watch, watch shows, like a couch potato. I do. I love it so much. Um, and I'm always looking for like more local content and mm. local performers doing things because of being an agent, but also because I want to know what we're producing in Vancouver and what we're making here. So I really love um, Michelle's um, restaurant. Or is it, oh, I can't remember right now. Let me figure it out. Um, with a bunch um, of local comedians. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. So funny. Yeah. Oh, so if everyone go watch Michelle's. Hilarious. Yeah, so good. Well, so much great um, content. Like, you know, we saw the Ryan and Amy show. I've been watching a lot of their stuff. They're great. Um, they're great. So great. Um, plug out to them if they ever listen. Um, but, yeah, that's, I guess, okay, well, I guess a final question for you um before we wrap up what is how do you think the industry is going to move going forward you know after yeah it's going to be really interesting it won't be quite the same i think mm -hmm. it'll be the same once there's a cure so we can have more than like 50 bodies on a set um yeah. but i do i do think it will continue um i actually listened to sean williamson on the mmpia talk um mm -hmm. he is he's works with bright light and he uh, talked about most of their productions all have part of the insurance pandemic, so they all are prepared to come back. Um, and they want to, either like between from July till October. That was really cool to hear. Um, people want to do that this year. Like they want to come back. I just, it's going to be different. I really wonder how it's going to plan out. I think they're going to need to get a really secure plan and it's going to need to work, you know, of like people who are in the office of like a production office don't like cross onto set. Like I think it's going to be really, it's going to need to be quite segregated that way. And um, there's probably going to be less work for some people, but then new roles for others on set at least. So I can imagine there's people who will get job opportunities to um, like ensure hygiene and, you know, make sure we're cleaning things and, uh, I'm sure like backgrounds holding is going to be a lot more comfortable and cleaner. Not to say that they're always dirty or something like that. Not the case. But we'll be different because they usually are all together tight in a tent. Like I'm, yeah. that can't really be the case anymore. Like they're going to need probably ventilation and whatever else. It's going to be really fascinating. They have, we have yeah. to give people time to also put these like protocols down and make, make this plan happen. But every, it seems like we, everybody wants to get back up on at it. Um, I just, like everyone is talking about in the industry, it's going to be, I think, self-tapes for actors. Um, I yeah. can imagine people who are more vulnerable are not maybe going to have as much opportunity. So I think that also goes for performers. So if you're, you know, senior, if you're maybe a child, it could be a bit more difficult. Or 
or they will still need to have these people play parts, but they're going to need to put something in place. I can imagine just like, of course, safety has always been first on set, but I think it's going to be a different challenge and a different layer on like, how do we do that now? And it's going to be really interesting because I know some people have already been coming across the border to, to work on jobs um, wow. from America, um, not like through Le with Leo management, yeah. just from hearing things happening. Um, it's going to be interesting to know how that's going to work with cast. I don't know if any of that is cast and how they're yeah. going to come through. And what does that mean? Do they get quarantined then? for a certain amount of time, where do they get quarantined? Do they get quarantined together? You know, cause they've all been quarantined separately. And then mm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but it is a theme that I hear is that there's a lot of American, um, you know, content that is like looking at how well BC is doing, flattening the curve and uh, interested in coming here. Well. So that's kind of cool. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see what happens. I it just, we seem hopeful. There seems to be money involved still and that people can make work happen. I just think it's going to be different. So I just say go and for actors out there listening, I just say have like healthy, low expectations. So you'll be very pleasantly surprised as they start working on like your self tape setup and practice it, run it, uh, make sure the production quality is as best as you can make it. And if you need to make adjustments, do so. Um, we're creating like a nice little like checklist of how to do really good self tapes at home and what to pay attention to. Cause actors, you guys focus on your job, which is to perform and to, you know, work in your stuff and then you just tape it. I don't think often actors are thinking of production quality and how important and how influential that can be to having really successful self tape or not. So we always say like have a human as a reader, but I'm now saying like have a good human as a reader, good in like they're good at reading. Like if it's your mom or your roommate and they read to you like they're reading a little kid's storybook or they're really flat, it could also just be as distracting. So I say like, you know, give that, like give that room or be prepared to have somebody who's kind of great at being a reader because it's distracting. Um, like think about ambience noise, the room, like that can be distracting too. Um, yeah, just like you need and, and look at your self tapes on a bigger monitor or screen afterwards, because sometimes casting chooses to view tapes on a larger TV format or they're looking at um, it on their laptop and it's, you know, horizontal and it's much bigger than if you've been relying on your phone to take. It's just little things like just do the extra efforts. If this exactly. is how we're going to be doing this job from now onwards, invest in a mic, you know, uh, invest in a good light. They're cheap. And even if you just start, you know, just get what you need. Like I have just a yeah. set up. Obviously, if this becomes a thing, you can then upgrade, but just get the bare minimum. Get the bare minimum. <laughs> like get yeah. what you need. Um, get a tripod. Like do what you and if you can invest in those things, just research and what does what does hot light look like to a warm light? What does does that shadow look distracting? Um casting producers get distracted by that and it's most of what they do afterwards they're not always looking at actors tapes they're looking at their dailies they're looking at what's being filmed and said on the day like they're, they're used to watching you on a screen and it always looks great so yeah. look great um, instagram is actually gonna kick us off oh god bye instagram <laughs> um but thank you so much. This was actually, I have so much to edit and I'm really excited. <laughs> cool. Um, thanks for having me. First live, little, it's kind of nerve wracking, but I hope for those who watch, 
Well, thanks. I hope those who watched like got something out of it. And um, if you're my clients, thanks for checking us, checking in. And um, yeah, thank you, Sarah. This was fun. No. Thanks for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. Feel free to follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love. You're awesome, and I hope you have a great day, night, or afternoon, wherever you are, and I'll see you in the next episode.